podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. We are currently on episode two of the My Course series. I got a real special guest today, Mike Poro. Uh, Y'all may know him from the Drop Podcast. Brand new podcast that just started about two months ago. Growing on Instagram, growing through the airwaves on iTunes and Spotify. And we're bringing the My Course series back to the East Coast now. We were just out in the heartland in Nebraska, in Gothenburg, Nebraska, where we did the Wild Horse Golf Club. Um, Mike, first off, how are you? How's everything? And what course are we traveling to today? Well, first off, Dan, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, huge fan. Love the content. Love the podcast. Just started diving in two feet, listening to you. And as, as I said earlier, is you know, you, you got a good thing going, and, and I can't thank you enough for letting me come on here and talk a little bit. So Dude, I, I, I appreciate about, that so much, honestly. Yeah, listen, I, listen, yeah, huge fan. I, I like what you got going on, and, and obviously um, anytime that I'm able to help, uh, listen, never hesitate to reach out. But, you know, my course, I, I want to talk and, and invite you to come see, if you're ever in the New Jersey area, is, is Manasquan River Golf Club. Um, All right, so Manasquan River. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So and a little bit about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I had to do some research because I wanted to make sure that I was fully equipped to answer any questions. So yesterday I, I called the head pro and I said, listen, I'm going on a podcast. He wants to talk about, you know, my favorite course. Clearly it, it's yours. Um, Got to help me out on some history just to make sure I don't, I don't mess it up. Cause I want to be oh, sick, dude. You're prepared for like, yeah, this. So is, I, let's I, go. I got, let's I, got dive in. I got my text here that I'm, I'm ready to look at to make sure I don't mess it all up. But so the course was built in 1922. So this okay. was 100 years this year of oh, the wow. in existence. Um, and as a kid, this is where I grew up playing. You know, dad was a club champion back in the day grandfather, uncle, everybody, that's where we played. They all were members. We all grew up in playing. Um, grandfather passed away. Dad moved down to Jupiter, Florida for full time. So, you know, now not no membership. Um, my uncle's still there and the membership, the, the pro, um, I still caddy there. I've been caddying there for 25 years. I'm, th- I'm 39 now um, and I still caddy there. So those guys have treated me very, very well at that place, grew up there. Um, so it's been around for, for a hundred years. They recently just went through a, a restoration, but the original architect was Robert White. Um, a, a first renovation went through Ron Pritchard. And then the latest one, which is, you know, the restoration architect is Andrew Green, probably an up and coming guy that a lot of people may hear of more so now, uh, because he's got his hands in a lot of new, newer projects, to be honest with you. Uh, this this Robert Green guy is he a Jersey resident? Is he is he Andrew East Coast Green. guy? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Green. Green, my bad, my yeah, bad. Robert White Do you know? I don't. I don't, don't want to misquote it because I I don't know the history about him. For sure. Um, but what I've been told from the pro is is keep an eye on him because you'll see his name pop up in a lot of other projects coming around. Oh, that's very cool. I mean, you guys might be on the ground floor of of something you know big. I mean, a, you know, new age architect or or. or renovation specialist you know 
who knows, 50, 60 years from now, we're looking back at Manasquan and being like, hey, this was this guy's first real time, you know, big time job. And, and this is where he got his his feet wet. So let's let's you know, because we've got people all over all over the, the world, all over the country. Um, where's Manasquan located in New Jersey? Because so I'm right over the border. I'm northeast PA. You know, like I'm right over the border by Blairstown and and all that stuff. Um, so so help me out geographically here. Okay, so I, I would say it's it's centrally located. Okay, it, it's legit, um, right on the Manasquan River, hence the name. Um, so if you if you were going basically to the beach and you're going all the way east from let's say where you are, um, it's right located in Brielle, New Jersey. Um, obviously, a lot of people know garden state the parkway in, in terms of numbers sure. like what exit are you on the parkway what that exit do you live off of? yeah, yes, yeah sir. that's a yes, common sir. so it's it's in between okay it's more like 98 so if you get off exit 98 it's right there in monmouth county um and once you go east off that then that's kind of where you'll start to see the golf course um it, it's it's so unique in so many ways because it's really really two different nine holes um, so I don't know if you want me to start diving deep into it, um, or if you want, if you wanted me to, to kind of venture off a different way to begin, but you tell me. All right. Well, let, let me ask you this. And right here, you know, I brought up the Google map, so I'm checking that out. Um, so, I mean, the town of Manasquan is, is, I mean, really, this is a seaside town, right? Like this is just south of Ark, home of Bruce Springsteen. Um, you get yeah, to... Yeah. The barrier islands down there, right? They go, you go further south, you get Seaside Heights, Seaside Park, and all that. So give me kind of the feel of this course. Like, am I going to get ocean vibes to this? Or, you know, how, how's it play? What's, what's kind of the vibe of the whole entire place? Yeah, so that, that's the best part about it is, is you would never think what you see on the front is what the course would be like. So the front nine, it's it's tons of undulation. You got uphill, you got downhill, you got side hill lies, um, and it plays much longer than you think. You look at the numbers, you're like ah, oh, it's not too bad from the back tees. I think the overall yardage um, is roughly just to make sure I got this correct is 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 just over seven thousand from the black tees. Um, okay, but at sea level too now. Correct. Correct. Hundred percent at sea level. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So the second hole there is the hardest hole in the golf course. Okay. It's rated number one and you may have a hundred and fifty yards in from the middle of the fairway, but you're going straight up a hill. So it's okay. easily, if you take out a, a range finder, you're gunning it. It's easily, you know, like an 11, 12 degree slope uphill and you're adding almost 19 to 20 yards up the hill. Um, wow. but if you looked at the number on the card, you see 375 and you're like, Oh, no big deal. How is this number one? But sure, you I'm a driver, that, I've got wedge in. Yeah, so the whole front nine, you're going up, you're going down, you got side hill, uh, all different, all different, you know, lies, stances, all that. But once you get let to me, the Let back, me ask you this real quick. Let me, let me interrupt. Um, are you getting a lot of wind off the ocean, right? Because a lot of, a lot of courses, especially in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic region that play along the Atlantic, um, you know, in the summertime, you usually get that southerly wind and then it switches when you get to the fall. Is it close enough to the ocean where that becomes a factor as well? So no doubt. It, but I'll tell you what, the front nine is is very protected. I'm not going to say it's tree lined, but you have a few trees at 
are in or defined hole by hole. Um, okay. It doesn't run parallel, but there are the tree lines there. So the front nine is very well protected from the wind. There's some holes that you'd feel like, man, it's it's beautiful outside in this hole. But the minute you get to like 11 or 12, it's like the sea is parted. And now there's a 20 mile an hour wind. And you're like, well, six holes ago, it wasn't there. Um, so the front nine is is super cool. It's 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 so different. But I mean, I think the golf course, especially in our area, like if you're talking New Jersey State Golf Association golf, like this year they are hosting um, the the New Jersey Amateur, so which is obviously a big major event for for the local guys here. Um, they did host the State Open, which is like their, you know, pride and jewel, pride, pride and you know, like that is the play. If you can host one of them, like that is a, that's the tournament to host in in, in the area. Um, but the back nine is is what really defines that place. You got six holes specifically right on the Manasquan River, so you can see from the twelfth green, you turn, you literally turn behind you, and there's the river right there. And every view, whether you're hitting into the river as a backdrop or you're hitting from a tee box the opposite direction, is just like second to none. It, it, it truly is, and. And the restorations they made on the back nine specifically have just enhanced the golf course tremendously. Um, and I and I always tell people, I think the you know like there's many times where you know I'm a decent player, so I get the ball around and I could have a good round going into 15, which is a par three, about two and a quarter over water. Um, you got a big bailout to the right that all of a sudden you get to 15, 16, 17, 18, and you just blow up. And you go from playing a good round to now you shot 78, 79. And you're like, dude, I just was even par with four to go. Yeah. How did I crumble coming in? Um, so, so I'm those- looking at on the map right now. And uh, so I see those holes you talk about. It actually like kind of juts out to this area. I guess that's called Ellis Point. So it literally, it, it doesn't even hug the shoreline. It actually juts out into the river, which is awesome looking. And then I'm looking at this one hole that, Gosh, man, it looks like it might have like a 200-yard waste bunker out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, so, it's wild. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, crazy. it's enormous. So, in, it's, so what they did is, is I think, is, is just made the golf course, A, more playable and okay. aesthetically way more pleasing. Um, you got gotcha. rid of a lot of the trees. You got rid of like, you know, it's always tree line, tree line. Listen, does it make it a little more forgiving in terms of spraying the ball around? Sure. But... I think if you stepped on those golf court, that, those golf holes, it's like, wow. So between 16 and 17, there's this like huge waste bunker now um, that literally will stretch up the whole way down 16, uh, 17. It doesn't really come into play as much on 16 because you're really hitting your drive over it. Um, okay. But it's it, again, when you see it, it's like, it's just, it's pure. It, it truly yeah. is. And, and I say to people all the time, like, the best part about that golf course is the walk from 16's green along the river over the bridge. And you get to just walk and you just take it all in. You see the boats going by. You see the bridge right there. You see the ducks. You see people jet skiing. It's like, wow, like I can't believe I'm really out here. You almost it's, forget you're in Jersey. You have no idea. You forget you're even playing golf. You feel like you're just going yeah. for a beautiful walk on the beach. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, something you referenced before, which I think is good to let 
people know that are listening, um, you know, because you throw out a number, you say, you know, 78, 79, like, you know, it's kind of a bad round. And obviously we got some people, you know, a lot of people that listen that might be 100 shooters or whatever. Um, so let's give people a little background information, kind of your playing ability. You know, obviously it sounds like you come from a golfing family, got club champions, you know, uh, in your lineage. Uh, where are you at right now in terms of a golfer? How would you categorize yourself? So, so I would say I, I was fortunate to play Division three collegiate golf. Um, oh, I, I awesome! Did play, where at? Uh, the College of New Jersey, um, very D three cool. school here in, in New Jersey, and I was fortunate enough to play there. And then, um, you know, I came out of college and 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 competed, but never qualified for anything. And you know, got into teaching and and just kind of, you know, played, but never took it serious. You know, I got married, had a few, had two daughters. Hey, podcast patrons, it's Dan. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but just wanted to make you aware that we are now being sponsored by Canmore Sports. You've seen it in our Instagram stories, you've seen it in our posts and our reels, and you've heard it right here on Leave the Pin Podcast. Canmore Sports does golf GPS to perfection, whether it be the watches, the handheld devices, anything you need, they've got. Know your exact distances increase your greens and regulations, decrease your putts, and look like a damn better golfer out there doing it. Go to our Instagram page, at LeaveThePin, and check out the link to save 15% off all Canmore Sports products. While you're at it, leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes. Help us grow so we can serve you, the people. Now back to our episode. So after COVID hit, I just started playing more. Um, I actually got fitted for my first set of irons in my whole life um, and became more competitive. And this this past, you know, two years ago, I qualified for um, the New Jersey State Public Links. And then this past summer, I actually qualified for the New Jersey State Open. So I, I've Dude, been that's able to. Aw- that's awesome. Yeah, I've been able to dabble a little bit with these big guys. And I'm not not even close to being on their level, but just being in the same arena as them. You know, as a golfer, it got your competitive juices flowing a little bit. So it's it's been fun. That's very cool. That's very cool. And I and I always like to reference that with people, especially like during this series. So when people listen to it, like because the first thing you said, like seven thousand yards, yo, I won't even come close to seven k. <laughs> like forget that. My son will play that, but I'll you know what I mean. Like I'm yeah. cool. I love living like sixty three, sixty seven or so. Like I live there. Um, but it gives people an idea of you know who's kind of talking and 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 what they're referencing um when they're out there so let me ask you this you you mentioned before this this course is private am i correct yeah that is yeah that is correct okay so do you mind sharing you don't have to obviously because i know some people like to keep this private um like what the initiation costs are what the fees are per, uh, per year so i'll be honest with you i i didn't even want to ask that question to the pro um i didn't because i i I didn't know if it was my place to ask him. I didn't want to feel yeah, like I sure. was stepping on toes. So I, it's always I, and a I was weird, like, it's yeah, a weird situation, I, you know, big time. And I didn't know if it was privy to public information either. So I was like, I'm, right. I know I'm very close to him. I know he treats me well. I know the membership treats me very well. I, I don't know that number. Yeah. I don't, I've heard rumors of, of numbers being circulated, but I can tell you this. It is a golfers golf course. You're there to play golf. There's no so, extra. So no amenity. pool, no pickleball, no tennis, no horseshoes. Straight up golf. Gotcha. Like you're coming there to golf. Like gotcha. So in the area, people know like you're not joining Manasquan River for for the amenities. 
in a sense. You're not getting the spa and the pool and all that. You're you're coming to Manuscone River because the history of the golf course, how good the golf course is, um, and how well you know the the professional staff really treats everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, and the thing is too, when you're paying whatever it is, when you're paying X amount, and that X amount doesn't need to be divided up between 10 different areas and everything can be focused on the course you know you're getting prime conditions probably year-round you're getting people that love to be there and you're getting people like you and me just diehard golfers that want to just go and play like i'm not i'm not here to you know and don't get me wrong there's some great places like i have you know slides and stuff like that but i'm not here like drop my kids off and stuff like i'm here to go out and play golf today no doubt and 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 I think as being a golf fiend like I am, you know, like it's just die hard. Like, yeah, I think that's their draw. And I think that's, you know, it doesn't have all the extracurriculars. And then no offense to that. Some people may want that. For sure. Which is why Manusquam may not be high on our list. But I can tell you that this, that the waiting list to get in there is over five years. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not like they don't add more people to the list in, in terms yeah. of like adding more members. It's like, here's our number. If someone passes away. Or if someone leaves, a spot opens up. Right. So you know they're doing well when they don't have to go out and advertise for themselves. Uh, that's awesome. Um, what What are the member tees distance out there? You know, like if someone's coming as a guest and and let's say they're they're fourteen, they're a twenty handicap. What's kind of that middle of the road? You know, quote unquote white tees. Those member tees that most people would play. Yeah, so so obviously the member tees are 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 they have combos, which is actually a beautiful thing, and and I, I think this that. is on love, love it. They just implemented that this year, which I think is phenomenal because, no offense, even even guys that don't want to play the blacks, but you want to mix it up and just see the course in a different way, that's a great thing. So I, the very popular thing this year was guys playing what are the blue and white combo tees, which which ranges in the 6,300 yard range because whites are 61. And sometimes that's too short for certain people. For sure. But then when you talk about the blues, you're almost at 67, which is too long then for some people. But if you find the happy medium of playing the blue white combos, you're talking like 63. So I did some research. So from the black tees, you're almost at 7,100 yards. The green tees, which are the ladies tees are at 56. Okay. The white tees are 61 in yardage and blues are roughly 67. So, I mean, that gives you a nice, especially with the combos there too, that gives you a nice fluctuation where, you know, especially for members too. Hey, Monday, I want to play this third, you know, my game, I'm grinding on the range. I'm really piping driver. Like, yo, let's move back on Thursday. Right. But a Sunday round, it want to, I want to be casual. Maybe I want to play irons only. Then you got green. And I'll tell you what, a lot of courses have done this from covid it was kind of like an after effect of covid is they've made a lot of different tee boxes and hey not only can you play these different ones but we're also going to get slope and rating for each one so you can keep your handicap when you're doing it. i love that like that is that's you know covid sucked right a lot of awful things but there were obviously some silver linings that came out especially in the golf community when it comes to that that's pretty cool to hear. I like that. Yeah, and, and that's and just like to your point, they were even fortunate enough to get ratings for each of the combos. So if you wanted to go play the white and blues, there's a rating for that. So it's not like you kind of feel like you're maybe, quote, wasting a round because I yeah. can't put it in. No, you still put it in. Here, here's the slope and rating if you play the blue-whites or if you play the black-blues or whatever the combo is that you play, it, it's available. So one of the things people always hear in their own mind when – 
people reference country clubs or private clubs is, you know, stuffy, you know, uptight people, like you've got to be so prim and proper. And there are some of those clubs around the country, but there are also some private clubs which are super laid back. So, you know, you've been there caddying for a, a ton, almost two decades now. Uh, what do you see as the vibe of this place? You know, I, and I and that that point to what you say, stuffy is is sometimes what you see at these private clubs. There's no doubt about it. That that's spot on when you say that. But I would think this is actually on the complete opposite side. I, I've never seen more people open, willing to to just help in any respect. They're not snobby. They're not um, talking down to you. Um, they're always open and willing to to lend an extra hand if if guys are struggling, you know they'll put a little little fund together to help this guy get off the ground a little bit. Awesome. Um, someone's go someone's going through an issue. We can help. Let let's pile some things together. So you're spot on though when you say there's some clubs that are just like me and it's golf and leave me alone. I I can't say I don't even know if I can think of a reference of I've ever even seen that. And I've been there for 25 now. This will be 26 summer coming up. Wow. Like not, nothing like that. Those guys, you, you know, you need something, you need a sponsor, you need a fundraise, you need some sort of, of assistance. As long as you're not going to the well every week and you're a good person, you work hard and you show that you care and, and in, are invested in that place. There's not a nicer group of people in my mind. I like that. And so what's the clientele there? Are we talking you know, Manhattanites that have second homes down at the shore? Or are we talking locals in the community? You know, what's what's that look like in terms of membership makeup? Yes, that's a good question. So it's changing. It's changing to where initially I'd say when I first started, maybe even like 15 years ago, it was all locals. It was all local people. And maybe you had one or two people as a second spot. They'd come down to Bayhead or Lavalette. And that was their place. And you'd see them, you know, Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That That's kind of what it, a handful of people. Now it's starting to get a little more of that. So you still have your, you know, what I call the regular guys that are over there. You know, like my uncle will go over there and he's got a group of 16, 20 guys that are always over there. And then you got another group of guys that have about eight. But then you're starting to get some different people from the outside um, that you have never seen before and you don't know. So I would say it's now getting more of a combo in terms of that type of clientele. Um, but but the regulars are still there. They're there all the time. They 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 are like golf fiends, man. Like you, you think most guys hang it up like, no, no, no. Those guys are out there playing. They got the <laughs> hats on. They got the gloves. Like, you know, you, you got guys out there that if you wanted to go get a loop on a Saturday morning, dude, you could go get one. Yeah. Um, now, are caddies mandatory? And do they have a caddy program? Yeah. So so caddies aren't mandatory. It's okay. highly recommended. Like, um, there's probably about seven to ten full-time guys that are over there every weekend or, you know, they'll go over during the week. Um, but like typically once Florida hits, maybe three or four go, what, excuse me, once winter hit about three or four of them go down to Florida gotcha. and caddy down there and I'll come back up. Um, but yeah, there is a caddy program that typically if a caddy's available, you know, whether you take them as a four caddy or take her as a four caddy, um, they recommend that because, you know, just like anything, they're just trying to grow the game. They want kids to be involved. Yeah. Um, and if, and if 
people are willing and, and able and they want to get better, you know, they, they promote it big time. I, I truly will say that, that, you know, if you're looking to cat, like anything, you got to put the time and effort in. You got to learn what you're doing. You can't just go out there and think you're going to make a lot of money right off the bat. But if you do the right thing, you work hard, you learn. I'll tell you what, it's a great summer job. What's the availability for maybe someone that's not a member or maybe doesn't know a member? Um, is there any way to get on or is it, you know, kind of 100 percent? You know, I hate to say 100 percent private. You know, I mean, like private club is a private club. Um, do they ever do like charity auctions or anything like that? Or like, you know, do they ever offer any passes or reciprocal play with other places? So when it comes to reciprocals, they do. Okay. They do. But I also think you need to, it can't be like, um, at a local Muni. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it's another place and you're not a member there, you know, they, they have done that in some respects. It's gotta be um, somewhere on the same level as Manasquan River. More or less, yeah. more or less. Now I, I can't lie that I'm sure that if, if some, like, I'll be honest, this, this summer, Matty Fitz came over to the golf course twice. Okay. Really? Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Okay. And he yeah. came over the Thursday after winning the U S open, he shows up <laughs> now. Now Matty Fitz is not a member. Okay. Sure. Shows up. He gets out there and he's playing. Now, granted, he's he's dating a member's daughter, so that changes the whole dynamic. But whatever okay. the case. But I'm saying, like, I I think if the right avenues were set up and and you asked the pro for a favor, I'm not going to say he's definitely going to say yes. But I think he'd be more inclined that you know maybe we could do it. Maybe you go out and play with the caddies on a Monday afternoon. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Off season, off season, something like that, where you're not jumping in Saturday morning at eight a.m. I I was gonna say he's not gonna you know give I mean? you a morning tea time yeah. on a Friday. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. For so sure. So in some respects, like that, like I'm sure that things go on like that. But you know, kind of as an outsider, like I I don't I'm not privy again to that information. Mm -hmm. I just know that let's put it this way: if if I ask Chris the head pro for a favor. He's he. I don't know if he's ever answered me no ever. Right. Ever. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm kind of a big fan of, kind of a two part question here, right? Like, I love a place that has maybe a signature food, signature dish, something like that. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, in New Jersey, like my wife grew up in New Jersey. You know, I mean, I spent ton of, you know, I grew up on Long Island, so you know, it really, you're talking the Northeast. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I hear the accent in your voice and, and our listeners are going to be like, oh yeah, I, like Mike's definitely a New Jersey kid. Like we know that. Um, so first off, what's like the food and beverage scene like there? Is it real low key burgers and stuff like that? Do they do upscale food? And then what's near and dear to my heart, as you can kind of see over my shoulder and stuff like that, what's the merch scene like there? So I'll touch on the food and beverage thing first is, okay. is they have a, a, a beautiful grill room. Okay, they got a beautiful dining room. And I think the one thing that they've built in the last few years that makes it really cool is they got like a new outside bar that overlooks the 18th hole. So you literally could sit up there, have a few drinks. They got TVs and then you could just watch as people come up 18. Oh, wow. I'm not going to say food is such a maybe a, a huge driving factor. I know that members go over there and eat dinner all the time. Sure. I don't know in a sense if it's if it's top notch if it's middle it's bottom I, I don't know that but i know like the idea that after a round you can go have a beer go have a drink and go sit up top on the outdoor you know um bar area and just watch people come in like that's awesome 
it's awesome. Just like being a guy that doesn't experience as much as they do. So when I get up there, I'm like, I'm just snapping pictures. I'm taking it all yeah. in. Like, this is, this <laughs> yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. Life. Well, I don't know how you guys get bored of this. And now I can see why you guys are always up here hanging out Yeah, because it's sure. so pure. Can you see uh, the river from up there too? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, I, sick. But you know what I should do is next time I'm over there, I'm going to snap a picture. I'll text it to you. And then you can oh, be like, for wow, sure. okay, I see what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> I love um, that. So, but, and then when I, listen, if you're a big merch guy, like this is your spot. Oh, okay. All this right. Tell spot. me more. Tell me more. So it is a three story pro shop. <laughs> so, and on the outside of the pro shop, you have to, there's two bays or two simulators outside if you just got to walk around to the back end of the pro shop but you can't access it through the pro shop itself but if you went to the out the break behind the pro shop two bays they just built little mini fridges in there the whole nine beautiful track man all set up the whole nine beautiful but if you're a merch guy dude i am telling you this is your spot you get anything you want you want polos you want hoodies you want quarter zips you want head covers, you want scorecard holders, you want balls, you want anything. This is your spot. And it's the best thing about it is first floor, all clothing. You got tons of different, any piece of clothing, I swear you want it, you will find in there. Love it. The second floor, the second floor is all equipment. You're looking for a driver, a wedge, an iron, a bag. It's all there. You, you get lost. You get lost just walking around, looking at all the stuff. You grab it off the rack. You're practicing a little yep, bit. Yep. And then the third level is kind of where they used to have like a a lesson area. So and, and also like a little workout spot for people that were trying to get back in shape. But with that being up there, I think now it's probably more, you know, I think the head pro may run a few lessons up there. But now that the simulator is all built and fully constructed outside, well, it's inside, but around the, the pro shop, that's kind of like where they do that. Um, so that third floor may now be more storage like. Um, I frankly haven't been up there since they built the two bays. Um, but yeah, dude, if you're a merch guy, like that is you, you, you're in heaven. You're in yeah. heaven. You, you, you literally can, you can walk can... around and find everything. Yeah, drop a dime on the on that place real quick. And I'm looking and what's you know, I'm not sure that I've seen this logo before. I'm gonna assume it's an osprey. You're on the Manasquan River and, and and their logo is the osprey carrying um you know, I can't really make out the type of fish, but carrying a fish in its talons, um, with like the filigree around it. Like that's a pretty dope logo right there. It it dude, it's 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 history. That's really what is it? It's it's history, and I think you show up to a place in our area with that logo. Everybody, that's you play Manscon River. Oh, you you played there before, and that and now it's like yeah, yeah. And then you start going back and forth. What holes did you like? Yeah, the, yeah. The course, how you were treated. It, it, I it, the logo again. You may it may look to some people like just very generic, but the history behind that logo is really is really it. Well, like I was saying, you know, growing up on Long Island and and you being in Jersey, but by being by the water in New Jersey, like ospreys are a big part. You know, I mean, any time that I would go canoeing and stuff, you'd see the osprey nest. You know what exactly what they look like. And it's funny being in Northeast PA, we don't have them. Like we have hawks and we have bald eagles here. 
And you tell people about them, you know, hey, they're like, you know, river birds, basically. You know, that's kind of exactly what they are, where they prey. And they're like, nah, like a hawk. I'm like, well, yeah, like a hawk, but like they only eat fish. Like that's what they exclusively eat. You know, they're like, oh, they're kind of like a bald eagle. I'm like, well, yeah, but a little bit more stealth and, and tree, you know, and streamlined. But like their nests are awesome, right? The top of those big poles or top of trees. And it's just a mm-hmm. big circular round nest. I mean, so that's a that's a sick logo and that's and that's very cool and you mentioned 100 year history of that place i mean come on how many courses have been around for 100 plus years you know still serving that community and the, and the surrounding areas there yeah it 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 really is unique it's really special to a lot of people and and it's i still and i know my buddy ryan when we're on the podcast i i constantly am bringing them up because to me like you know they're the gold standard i think and again, I understand it's a private golf course and they have the resources to do things that other places can't totally understand that and totally respect that. But it's just not about the golf course. It's the people that are there, the staff that's there. It's the whole makeup of the place. So even if you were able to get invited or go play, it's, it, it is one of those places in our area where you stop what you're doing, you get, you get a you know, I, hey, wife, I got to go do this today. I, I promise I'll make it up a different day. But right. you got to find a way, if you get invited, to go play there. It, it's one of those places just to walk around and see what the place is like. The course is always in great shape. The greens are always fast. You're not playing there where they're not running 11 on the stint meter. Nice, uh, nice. So it's it's not – it's uh, honestly, I could sit here rant and rave about every hole, about every shot. Well, you can tell, I mean, you can tell, dude, you can hear the passion in your voice as you talk about this place, which is awesome. And, and honestly, it's one of the reasons that I wanted to start kind of this subset series because I love travel. My family loves travel. And, and I realize there's so many courses around the country that I don't even know about. You know, like I have never heard of this place in my life. Um, you know, you, you quick flip on the website. The place is gorgeous. Like for people to go check it out when they listen to this the website is MRGC.com. And you're probably not going to be able to get into a bunch of it because it's private and you need a member login, but you know, you can learn about the history, see some of these pictures like Mike described. I mean, like this place is gorgeous. You know I mean? The, the clubhouse looks like Wingfoot. you know, for God's <laughs> sake, it's just, uh, like an amazing, amazing place. And that's the cool thing about this. You meet new people, you find people that are passionate about it, just like you. And it gives people a reference point to be like, hey, my buddy mentioned this course and man, I swear I listened to this podcast about it or whatever. You go back, you listen to you and I talk about it and you kind of use it as an intro precursor to, to playing at the course. Um, so I'm going to get you out of here on this. I want through all those years that you've been there, like we said, over almost two decades now, what has been your greatest memory at that course? Can you narrow it down to one? Wow, that's a, that's a deep question. Yeah, that that's a deep question. Um, the number one thing, or maybe I, a thing I, that sticks out in your mind, like when when people say Manasquan River to you, you're just like like, damn, this is this is what gets me every time about this place. I th- okay, I, here here it is, and and again, that question is a great great question, and I think. You pr- I probably could name multiple things if you ask me for like a top five, but I think the number one thing is when you're standing on the 17th tee box, okay? When you're standing on the 17th tee box after just taking the walk from 16 to 17 and you just look out ahead and you see 
this phenomenal slight dog leg left par four. You got a waist bunker that just runs up the whole left side. Um, you got just a beautiful picture when you're looking at the hole. But then the best part about it is if you just did a 180 and just turned behind you and you see the Manasquan River legitimately like 15 feet from the tee box <laughs> and you see the boats going by, you see the jet skiers, you see all the different types of birds flying around, you see the bridge right there in a the distance. Like to be able to stand on that tee box and just take a deep breath and just be like, wow, I have two holes left. I can't believe it's ending. This is one of the last views I'll see before I head in is just to die for. Like, I swear, if you saw uh, pictures, I would say that is probably the number one picture that I see on Instagram from people that I know in town that get the opportunity to play there. It's like, Mike, that 17th tee box just looking behind you. I'm like, dude, it's one of those things that like <laughs> even guys like me that have been fortunate to play there, it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. And you still sit there and like, wow, this is truly a special spot. I always love a location that can literally burn itself into your mind's eye. You know, and that and that sounds exactly like what that hole in this place has done to you, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, let's switch gears real quick, man. Plug your podcast. Let people know where to find you on Instagram. Let them know where to download, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah, well, listen, I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I truly do. And, and you know, I'm a huge fan and, and I obviously, you know, love listening to the things you got going on. But for anybody out there that's all about golfing in the Garden State, that's what we are. Um, we're the Drop Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. Um, we're on YouTube as well. On Instagram, you can find us at the Drop underscore pod. Um and we're out there, you know, we're about 10 episodes in our 10th one actually gets released tomorrow. We just launched, you know, legitimately two months ago from yesterday. Um, the feedback, the response has been unbelievable. You know, I, I can't thank everybody enough for for what they've said and, and how willing and able a lot of the PGA pros, very big time amateurs in our state have, have been willing and able to come on, give us 30, 45 minutes of their time. Um and I appreciate you for being, you know, being you and allowing me to come on here and, and, and plug that. No, of course, brother. I mean, like, you know, it's it, golf is a very small, insular society. And even though people think it's enormous, you know, I mean, honestly, it's probably a thousand people maybe out there doing what we're doing, you know, and one person just knows the next and things bleed into each other. But you meet some people out there that are straight up con men, you know what I mean? And, and, and jerks. Um, but you can tell when you just click with people, you know what I mean? And good people are good people through and through. Um, and just so people know, like if you follow them on Instagram, like the drop underscore pod, um, like Mike puts a ton of stuff out from videos of courses, pictures. Um, they're running a great giveaway right now. Uh, a, a bunch of videos of your swing and stuff, and even some tips and stuff, which, you know, I, I love, like, I love that stuff. I love a place that's not just one-stop shopping. Like I love a kind of Swiss army knife account. Uh, you guys got that going on. And what's awesome to me is it's, it's an area of the country that, you know, I kind of grew up around. So I know it, but I don't know it in depth enough. So when you don't know it in depth, what do you do? You go to the experts, right? And, and Mike at the drop podcast is, are the New Jersey experts, you know? So if you're planning a trip to New Jersey, you want recommendations, hit the man up. All right. Follow, like, subscribe, download the drop pod. 
And uh, hey, either get busy golfing or get busy dying.